Our Old Testament lesson comes to us from the prophet Malachi, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. See, see, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Indeed, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the days of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit at a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver until they present offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. And then continuing in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verses 2 through 6. During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of words of the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We didn't read the first verse of Luke's text this morning, but Pontius Pilate was, was governor of Judea. Herod was ruling Galilee, and Annas and Caiaphas served as high priests. The, the writer Luke provides the details of the rulers of the day, the, the secular and the religious, placing John and his call to prepare the way for the Lord squarely in the middle of the worldly events that surround us and the places that remind us that God sends messengers smack dab in the center of our earthly activities too. Yes, even, even here in Lake City. Even Lake City, Florida with Stephen Witt as mayor, Eugene Jefferson, Jake Hill, and Todd Sampson as our city council reps, and Audrey Sykes as the city clerk during the terms of Janie Killian the clerk of session, and Lee McDuffie as president of the corporation. No time is God forsaken. All time is subject to God's inbreaking. Are we getting ready? Are we getting ready? Are we prepared? 
This second Sunday of Advent asks us to anticipate the drawing close of the holy in our midst. Luke invites us to listen to the voices of those calling us to be prepared to see and welcome the Messiah. John the Baptist still speaks in all the regions around us. He does. He still speaks at all, proclaiming the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. How will you and I respond to him? Will, will, we, will we submit to the fire and soap, the straightening and the smoothing? The water of baptism that marks our submission to the will and work of God? Yes, we are baptized by the Spirit, but we are still called in our baptism to a baptism of repentance. A submission to the will and work of God. Now Luke, Luke quotes Isaiah's prophecy detailing what's required. If all flesh is to see the salvation of God, make straight the desert highways. I want to sing the Messiah. Valleys be lifted up, mountains made low, a great leveling will occur. Rough places smooth, obstacles obliterated. Nothing will stand in the way. Nothing will stand in the way or obscure or create a stumbling block for the coming of the Lord, for the gift of salvation. No one will be left behind, sacrificed, because perhaps they can't walk very fast or that they're ailing. No, all will be there. All flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now reading Isaiah quoted in Luke reminded me of Jesus' teaching on a level plane. On a level plane. Matthew has Jesus on a mountain, on a hill. But Luke places Jesus on a plane, a level place, face to face with his hearers. The anticipated preparation apparently fulfilled Nothing separates the crowd from the Messiah. Nothing, not even height. The proclamation that, that the way is being made for the coming of the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, offers hope and challenge. The Lord we seek will suddenly appear. And God lifts up the valleys and brings the mountains low. But we, you and I, are the ones subject to the fire the soap, the water, the great leveling that removes any hindrance to all flesh, seeing salvation, and enables us to stand with our heads held high when Jesus arrives. I wonder, I wonder, what then in me will need to be refined and cleansed smoothed or removed in order for me to be able to stand with the Messiah on that level plane. I, I imagined, I imagined this week, I imagined that John the Baptist is in my front yard calling me to repent and make ready for the coming of the Lord. What must I do to make ready? 
Perhaps he's calling you as well. Whatever it takes will not be painless or without loss. You see, repentance requires transformation, which requires radical change, and change entails discomfort. That's the truth that, that we must reckon with in the Advent season. Heeding John's call means relinquishing our commitment or apathy or ambivalence or security or fear or submitting to the reformation of God. What such reshaping looks like differs from me to you, from person to person, congregation to congregation, to community to community, but will inevitably include repentance, turning, pruning, and upheaval as the earth is recorded. After 18 months of this COVID thing that we've gone through, we have to hit a reset button, so to say. God is calling us to hit the reset button. It needs to be pushed, and, and a call for us to get back on track is being proclaimed this day. To get back on track, a call to leave your places of comfort and distraction and return to your calls of ministry. The call to worship, to fellowship, the call to learning, to Sunday school, to fellowship. Yes, it's time to get back at it. For me, I know I must pray that God will show me how to do justice and how to push for peace and help level the playing field for access to food and education, housing and health care and so much more that people need. To pray that God will soften me and mold me smooth out the rough edges of my, of my bitterness, my pettiness, my resentment, my bewilderment, my, my selfishness. Because I know, I know that my ego gets in the way of God's working through me. My fear prevents me from seeing straight from moving forward, from taking risks for the sake of the gospel. Taking risks that we are called to take. Risks. But we are creatures that like to stay safe. Not wanting to rock the boat or cause commotion or ruffle any feathers. We need peace and yearn for it. So it's best to stay quiet. Blend in with the woodwork and keep a low profile. Don't wear a mask like this. 
Friends, this, this Advent with John the Baptist knocking on my door, telling me to repent and receive the great gift of forgiveness, I know there are amends I need to make. Apologize, apologies I, I need to extend and estrangements that must, that must be healed. There are mountains of pride that need to go and valleys of regret that need to be abandoned if I am ever going to get on the way, the path that leads me to life. Am I prepared to submit to the refining fire, to the fuller soap, in order to better reflect the light of the coming Christ, where will I find peace? In Jesus Christ, who is our peace, the holy peace, where our hearts are made whole. In whatever time and place we find ourselves today, John the Baptist is emerging from the wilderness and telling us to get ready. Get ready to prepare for the Lord to appear. If we are to stand on the level plain with Jesus, we must, we must be willing to endure the unsettling, tumultuous movement of valleys and mountains in our lives, in our communities, and in our world for such radiant transformation, for such radical transformation, challenges and tests, pushes and pulls, hurts and pain. But in the end, it brings us face to face with the salvation of God. Our salvation is found at the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross, where we heed the words of our Savior the night before at the table. To remember what he did for us at that cross as we gather, as we wait and sup at this table, his table where all that are baptized, all that are baptized in the name of the triune God are welcome to partake. So come now to this table of grace, this table of remembrance as the body of Christ, as children of the loving God. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Ken Goodrich, and I'm humbled that you took the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that the Holy Spirit moves you to ministry, and that if you don't have a church home, that you are able to find one. Please feel free to tune in on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 12.20 p.m. for our Bible studies, on Thursdays at 10 a.m. for our Learning Center courses, and of course, on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for our worship. 
Just go to fpclc.org to see all our various programs and events. Thanks again, and God bless you, and keep you safe. May God embrace you and keep you in his confidence. Peace.